0: Hey guys, before we dive into today's extremely awesome content with our very special guest, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being part of the community. If it weren't for you, I would not have this kind of opportunity to interview amazing guests like Mr. Bob Berg, the author of The Go-Giver. So um, yeah, just thank you, right? And as you're listening to this, I have set up a special page just for this content and uh, access to the books and everything that we're going to talk about with Bob. And you can get access to that by going to w2capitalist.com forward slash Bob. That's w 2 com forward slash B-O-B. But the most important thing I want you to hear right now is thank you. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, founder of this podcast and movement known as the W Two Capitalist. I start off every podcast episode with I have a very special guest today, and today is no exception. I am joined by I'm super stoked about this. I was I was yelling it in the house earlier to get my kids excited, uh, but international best selling author Mister Bob Berg, Bob. Welcome to the show. I know what you've got my bio. I'm going to put it in the show notes, but I know we've got a finite amount of time. I want to dive into just some questions and pick your brain about your book. It's really a series now, right? It's The Go-Getter. Yeah. And if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, I'm holding it up. And I was telling Bob, we were comparing bookshelves, which if you're watching on YouTube, you see there's no comparison. Uh, your line was what earlier? About- well, and it, well, I, well,
1: yeah, my, my house is basically comprised of books with some scattered furniture. <laughs> but I also said, I'm a lot older than you are, and I've had more time to, to, to do that. To but consume, I also yeah. said... I don't own near, I may own more books than you do. You own a lot more houses. than
0: I. Do. <laughs> we need to change that. We, yeah, need, to, really? we, need, to, we need to do that <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, Bob, I, I want to give you some accolades first. Uh, the Go-Giver is one of those books I picked up a few years ago, came as a recommendation from uh, a mastermind I was in. And it is now one of those. I have a couple of books that I read every year regardless, right? And you, The Go-Giver is one of those one of those books because oh, it just it's a reset i think i never i need every time and in the mastermind I host now we went through it a couple of years ago it's time for us to go through it again and we tend to always go through it around november december you, you know usually when people are feeling more thankful and more giving and it just kind of helps amplify going into the holiday so uh first of all thank you for putting this together i know you had a co-author on it uh john John david David man yeah who's a fantastic writer he's really the lead writer (laughs) and i'm
1: much more of a how-to guy i'm step one step two. in other words i'm boring uh, john (laughs) john puts just boy does he make it work
0: yeah it's it's incredible incredible read and it's very uh consumable i don't want to call it short but it's very consumable in a short setting right um but let's talk about the overall concept right sure um you are well before we get into that. I know part of your bio says you the, the the book has been translated in 28 languages, sold over 950,000 copies. How close are you to a million?
1: Uh I think it's more about between 975 and 980,000 now, okay. but we've just kind of said, you know what, until we hit the million mark, we're just
0: keeping it at 950 and then we'll, we'll, So but we'll, we'll brag about it when it hits a hundred, when it hits a million if you're doing, if you're watching this or listening to this, do yourself a favor, go to w2capitalist.com slash Bob, just B-O-B. And there's a link there to grab the book and whatever platform that you want to, right? It'll go to Amazon. You can grab it. Hard copy, soft copy. Let's help Bob get to a million, <laughs> right? And not only are we going to help Bob, but I'm telling you, read this book is going to change the way that you operate in business Thank and you. personal. Uh, it, it definitely is just help me and, and one yeah, of I'd rather things, them buy it because they're going to receive value from it. Than, and they uh, certainly will. They certainly will. So. And, and <laughs> it is one of those, I, I drift away. Like I know what I need to do, but unless I have that constant pressure on to, to come back to it, that I'll drift. Well, right? that's the, the human, drift though.
1: I mean, we all do that. I continue to, you know, I, I'm always reading books, taking courses, listening and watching. Yeah. And uh, absolutely we're human beings and uh, you know, we can, we can make something part of our lives. We can internalize that thing. And yet, you know, it's still always good to come back to those things again. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and really just keep pounding in the, the positive good stuff that we need to yeah. really, really thrive.
0: Yeah. Eliminate the bad. Keep reiterating the good. And this is definitely some, right. of the, some of the best stuff. So no, we're you. talking about five principles. You guys, you and John identify five principles in the book. Can you just give us a real quick review? Sure. And I say principles, but I think you refer to them as laws, it's, right? They're, yeah, they're principles,
1: though. Um, and and it's, it's based on a, a premise. And that premise is very simple. And it's simply that shifting your focus, and that, that's so key, yeah. shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean <laughs> constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way yeah. as well. Uh not for some, you know, way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical reasons. <laughs> like, no, it actually is very concrete, right? It makes very logical sense. When you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself and instead place it on others. Place it on solving their problems, on 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 helping them attain what they want, on helping them get closer to happiness, what have you? Okay, when you do that, people feel good about you, and mm-hmm. people want to get to know you. They like you, they trust you, they want to be a part of your life, they want to do business with you, they want to refer you, connect you to others. So again, it's uh, there's nothing you know woo woo or la la about this. It's, <laughs> it's actually very very concrete. Yeah, you know, I used to when I when I'd speak at sales conferences, I'd often begin by saying. And these are not W-2 people. These are a lot of corporate salespeople and so forth who have, you know, quotas to meet and the whole thing. And I'd say, you know, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. They're not going to buy from you because you need the money or you want to make your sales manager happy or because you're a nice person. They're going to buy from you only because they believe they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And in the free market based economy in which most of us operate, certainly you are. Uh, your listeners, your viewers, do uh, when I say free market, I simply mean no one's forced to do business with anyone else. Okay, yeah. and so in that type of of context, uh, it's the only reason anyone's going to buy from you or from me or from anyone else because they believe they will benefit more by doing so than yeah. by not doing so. See, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> it means that person right who can really focus on that other. That's the person who is going to. To succeed. This is why John and I say that money is simply an echo of value. Of how much it's you're the, helping others. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so that you know, the value, the focus on that must come first. And yeah. the money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you've provided. So so with that in mind, there are five laws or principles, and those are value, the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. And the law of value basically says well let your true worth in the business sense of course your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment Now, you first hear this it can be sound very counterintuitive
0: but yeah. <laughs>
1: i'm going to go bankrupt i thought you said yeah. this wasn't woo woo you know um, and so for this
0: go ahead you're not you're not saying work for free not right. It's exactly. Not you, yeah. I want us to make sure that's clear. Right. But you're yeah. saying add- in fact, let's right. Well, let's, so let's talk about what that
1: really means. Cause I say okay. you bring up a great point. Very, very important. We, it makes sense. Once we understand the difference between price and value, mm-hmm. see price is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's yep. uh, finite. It is what it is. Value on the other hand is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. In other words, uh, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth or value to another human being that they will willingly, again, free market, willingly exchange their money for it yep. and be glad they did while you make a healthy profit. Can I give you a very quick example outside? Absolutely. Of- the W-2, you know, uh capitalism type of uh, capitalist type of business, if that's yep, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Let's say uh, and, and well, something all of you would use you use an you hire an accountant, let's say, to, to do your taxes. Okay. Uh this accountant Which we should, as real
0: estate investors should do. I'm just gonna throw that out sure. there as my public service announcement for today, right?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so you hire an accountant to do your, your taxes and she charges you uh, we'll just name a round figure a thousand dollars. She charges you a thousand dollars to do your taxes. What value? That's the price. Okay, that's her price a thousand dollars. What value does she give you in exchange? Well, mm. she through her her hard work, her getting to know your business, how it works for you, what you're trying to accomplish. She's able to save you five thousand dollars yep. in taxes. She also saves you countless hours of time <laughs> that frees you up to do what you can be more productively doing and or want to be doing. Yeah. And she said, she, she provides you and your family with the security and the peace of mind of knowing it was done correctly. correctly. Okay. So we see here that again, while price is finite, value can be both concrete in terms of that $5,000 savings, mm-hmm. but it can also be conceptual especially in terms of that peace of mind, right? Where, you know, which probably holds more worth or value than even the money that was saved. So she gave you well over $5,000 in value in exchange for a $1,000 price. She gave you more in value than she took in payment. So you feel great about it. I do. And she made a very (laughs) healthy profit because again, free market, she wanted, she chose to do that for $1,000 because to her, it was worth leasing out her time, her wisdom, her knowledge, her energy for that thousand dollars yeah um so what happens is and and that's really what the law of value is all about both part of one of my great mentors harry brown used to say in a free market-based exchange there are always two profits the buyer profits and the seller profits because each of them come away better off afterwards than they were beforehand
0: yeah that's the law of value Love it. And taxes. I mean, it's, it's a very real thing that we have to deal with as real estate investors, right? I mean, it's what you just explained is a real world. And I didn't hire, I did my own taxes up until, um, a few years ago. And I had enough people say, Jay, you do enough with real estate. You've got to hire somebody who's an expert at it. Sure. And, Cause I thought, well, nobody, nobody knows how to do this better than i do because nobody knows my business better than i do mm-hmm. and quite frankly i was completely wrong and mm-hmm. and the guy that i use he uh he said now i'm going to help you do this he goes but i'm going to set you up so that when you get audited not if but when you get audited your ducks in a row and it just it just goes away See, right that's value i mean is that so, immense value yeah when you when you said <laughs> where, where you know it's done right and you can sleep at night and not have to worry about it Mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking of was when we had that conversation, Mm -hmm. because I brought him my first year's tax returns and, or my last year's tax returns from the first year when I hired him and on page one, he's, I felt like I was sitting there in school and he was just grading my paper right in (laughs) front of this red pen. And he said, you see these things that I just marked? I said, yeah, he goes, all right, so these are red flags for the IRS Mm -hmm. and we're going to, if you hire me, the first thing we're going to do is file an addendum to move some of these things around so that this doesn't come up again. It's like, all right, I'm sold. There's immense value in what you just provided. But anyway, um, let's get back to what you were saying.
1: So I'll (laughs) do the other ones really quickly. Law number two is the law of compensation. This one just says your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So where law number one says to give more in value than Law number two tells us that the more people whose lives you touch with the exceptional value you provide, the more money with which you'll be rewarded. So this this person we gave the example, the accountant, she did a great job for you, or or your gentleman who does it for you does a great job. You probably, you feel great about him, you use him every year, and you probably refer him to a lot of other people. Well, his other clients, I bet, feel the same way. So our accountant is very quickly amassing what we call an army of personal walking ambassadors. And as he continues to add that kind of exceptional value to the lives of more and more people, his income will mm. continue to grow and grow. So like Nicole told Joe in the, in the story, yep. law number one represents your potential income. That's the value you know you, you provide, it's your potential. But law number two is based on how many lives you impact mm. with that value. And that's yep. so key. Law, oh, go ahead.
0: Now, I was going to say, and one of the things that I've had, like an epiphany on what I want to do with the W2 capitalist and whatnot, and the, you know, I want to change for a million people, I want to change how their lives are impacted uh, financially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I want their family trees when they, they're breaking off, right? They're branching off and their family mm-hmm. tree is now going to look back hundreds of years from now and saying, we're able to live like this because of what grandpa Bob did. Right. And so when you talk about that lasting impact, that is something that resonates with me. I'm thinking about almost daily if I'm not caught up in all the administrative mm-hmm. stuff that mm-hmm. has to be done to, mm-hmm. to run a business. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to the, back to the five laws. Sorry. And I'll try to not stop. I'll try no, to stop. No, I, love, you. I love that. I love that. Look
1: how much value you're, you're wanting to provide to so many yeah. people and you're already well on your way. So that's uh, you know, that's quite a thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, law number yeah. three
1: is the law of influence. And this says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And again, it sounds kind of counterintuitive and, and, and so forth. But I want to make sure to clarify that when we say place other people's interests first, we don't mean you should be anyone's doormat or a mm-hmm. martyr or self-sacrificial in any way. No way. It's simply understanding that as Joe, the protege in the story learned from several of the mentors, the golden rule of business is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they like and trust. And there's no faster, more powerful or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you in others (laughs) than by genuinely right moving from what we call that I focus or me focus to that other focus looking to as as sam one of the mentors
0: advised joe to make your win all about the oh, other person's win. yeah do you struggle with this personally to like back to my drift method i mean you wrote the book on it you said you know as you said earlier we're you're human and uh, i don't want to give you the answer <laughs> do you do you struggle with that whole concept because i do and that's why i go back and revisit the book every year and say all right I know, and, it, and we've talked about this in the mastermind I host, is, is that I know the things that I need to do and when I need to do them to be successful. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I drift away. Like I'm sure. a shiny object over here. I'm going to go after it, right? right. But what do you, do you struggle with this as well? And if you do, how do you get back on, on uh, course?
1: No, that's really not because it's something that I, I saw pretty early in my career. Once I got past the initial part where I didn't know that, yeah. Once I learned that and I saw just how powerful yeah. it was. Um, no, that's something I just and it was congruent with my values. It's very yeah. easy yeah, for yeah. me to focus on another you know, person and the fact that things come back and they do so in such an amazing yeah. way. And, and to me, again, it's very logical. There's nothing. Yeah. It. There's nothing <laughs> if, if, it, if, if it was mm-hmm. magical, then yes, there'd be an issue. Yeah. I think, oh, gosh, I got to just have faith that this is going to. But no, it has nothing to do with that these are proven principles yeah. that, you know, work in be- it because it taps in to human nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And yep. so, no. So to me, it's not, but, but if it is an issue with some, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them or that there we all no, have our no. different, yeah. different ways that we're, you know, and so that's why those things there, there are many things that are not natural to me and those are things I work on and work right. on and continue to monitor and, and so yeah. forth. So I think we're all just different, you know, in the but, way we,
0: yeah, the, the um, I guess what I was getting at, what I want to get to at now is how do I keep from drifting away? Like, is there a daily or weekly thing that I should be doing to make sure that I'm going by the, the go-giver principles? Right. Well, you know, Ben Franklin, and his, it. <laughs> yeah,
1: ben, Benjamin Franklin, in his his great book called The Autobiography, he, he actually wrote it for his his son um, back in the mid 1700s and it's just a brilliant work. It's a, it's a masterpiece, but there's one, uh, section, one chapter he has in there, um, in which he talked about the character traits he felt he needed to work on because they were negative and they were hurting his advancement. And he, he certainly wasn't, you know, winning friends and influencing people. And here's a guy who was very ambitious mm. and he did, but, you know, of course, there were no self-help courses at the time that we know of. So he was an inventor and he invented his own. And so he he put himself on a 13 week schedule where he took 13 different traits and, and, and each week he would just laser, laser focus on one of them. And he'd have it in mind at top of mind awareness all the time. He had memory, he had, you know. Memory cues, he put yellow sticky. No, he didn't really. There were no yellow (laughs) sticky. But but if there were, he would (laughs) have. But but anyway, and so he'd really focus on one trait. And Mm -hmm. at the end of that week, he'd move on to the next, and then the next, and the next, doing the same thing. After the end of 13 weeks, he'd go back and repeat it. Okay, and then see that 13 times four are 52. There are 52 weeks in the year. So he went through, he'd go through his self-improvement class for a course four times a year. And at Mm. the end of that time, he would have really nailed these. And and at least most of them, not all of them, but most of them.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a break from Bob real quick. I want to tell you about something that's amazing. That's happening with mastermind. So if you're not familiar with the mastermind, you can go check it out at w two capitalist.com slash mastermind. We, I meet with 30, some folks, 35 folks every week. Uh, Three different sessions. So there's usually about 10 people in a session and we talk about real estate investing. We talk about things struggling with the W-2 and uh, it's just a group of like-minded folks jump on a Zoom call. We were Zooming before Zooming was cool, right? Um, And there's all sorts of niches of investing in there. And one of, the, and it's growing so much. One of the things we're doing now, and this is going to be available starting in November. November first is when these calls are going to go live. Is we're going to have very niche focused. Niche specific mastermind call. So if you're in the commercial fam, multifamily, if you're in the single family buy and hold, if you're in the flipping and wholesaling, or if you're in the mobile home parts, we're going to have a call specifically for you. The first step to get considered for the mastermind is for you to go to w 2 caplistcom forward slash quiz. That's w 2 caplistcom forward slash Q U I Z and take the test. It takes about five minutes to do, but let's get back to Bob. I did that same thing
1: back about probably 25 years ago, I guess, when I first read his book. Yeah, and It was given to me as a gift by a mentor of mine, and, and, and it changed my life. It, it allowed me to knock out some of those really what I felt were counterproductive and downright negative uh, traits mm. and really turn them into strengths. See, not every weakness we need to turn into strengths. Some weaknesses right. we can ignore because they're just not important. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Totally agree uh, with that. Yeah. I mean I, I'm not a good long distance runner, but at 62 and a, and a half years old, I'm not looking to run a marathon. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I ignore that one. Me there and some, Me there and some, yeah, there are some traits we need to mitigate. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm a junk food junkie and would rather not exercise. Okay. So I don't keep Oreos in the house and I have a personal trainer. She comes in every single morning at six thirty and she also prepares healthy meals during the day. Nice. Okay.
0: So All I'm right. When not she's out. not there, when she's not there, what's your favorite junk food? Uh, oh. that you allow yourself on a cheat day uh oh oreo cooking okay. so. <laughs> you know we had to stop having oreos in the house uh, well uh, i don't keep them in the house for that reason well and here here's my reason well two reasons really i discovered i have a gluten intolerance oh. or tolerance or whatever was- uh, if they make gluten-free oreos i would love to know yeah. this mm-hmm. but um th- my wife got on to me it would keep getting on to me and say, look i think this was her line maybe it's mine anyway I would eat or I wouldn't know when to stop eating Oreos. Like mm-hmm. to me, there were three servings in the Oreo package. It was in the rows, right? You finish a row of exactly. Oreos. Of course. And that's, that's one serving and you're done. That's one serving. And my wife kept telling me that is not, that's not why that package is designed that way. It's like, right. um, anyway, but anyway. No, I, I get it. I, I, you tell me, but trust I me. If, I am, you know, <laughs> there's, there's nothing to... <laughs> that you said that I didn't agree with
1: in that, in that riff. No. So that's why I don't keep them in the house. That's a discipline I had to do. So I mitigate, but it doesn't mean I'll never get out and get Oreos. Yeah. It means I have to get in my car. I have to go to the store. I have to physically buy it, bring it back. So I, in other words, I have to work harder to do the yeah. wrong thing than, yeah. than the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so that's mitigated. And then there were the habits and the character
0: traits that yeah. we need to turn into strength. You ever had a fried Oreo and then we'll leave the Oreos?
1: No, I, you know, I never have to me. I'm kind of a, you know, I'm still a designated hitter in baseball. (laughs) That's that's how much of a purist I am for certain, for certain things. I'm
0: telling you, man, you're, uh, I understand the purist piece, but if you ever get a chance to get a fried Oreo topped with vanilla ice cream, just let your tongue slap your brain because it's gonna—it's amazing, but it, it's incredible. <laughs> anyway, I like the purest uh, no ancient baseball. Though. Anyway, let's get back on track. All right, so okay. we're talking about the values, right? Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: and and uh, so, so yeah, principles. so we're just talking
0: about taking some of
1: those val those um, uh, character traits. By the way, you know what? You're breaking up. I think I might have lost you. I'm not sure. Are you're you good. still there? It came back. Yep, you're good. Okay, sorry about that. That's fine. Three, two. One. one there you go <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so so Ben Franklin's book was great you know as far as as going through that so so in answer to your question that's how you 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 overcome something and you make it part of you you really really blast it out but then you also do maintenance okay mm. you 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 do keep it in mind and you do continue to to work on it and there are some things that we can never really stop working on and i've certainly got those and there are others that once you've mastered it, it's, it's yours forever. So, I mean, I, I think it really just works like that. Um, this, and this, this kind of, you know, goes into the law of authenticity, which says the most valuable gift you have to off, offer is yourself. And, it, you know, in this one, uh, Deborah Davenport, the mentor in this part of the story, just shared that all the skills in the world, the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, as important as they are, and they are important. They're also all for naught if you don't come at it from your true, authentic Mm. core. But when you do, you're really nine steps ahead of the game in a ten-step game because people feel very safe with you. They feel very comfortable with you. The trust level is very high. What I often say to people, though, you know, when it comes to authenticity, which I think can be kind of misconstrued, is, "Oh, authentic? I can not have a filter. I can say whatever I want because it's just me." No, that's not what it means. <laughs> I needed but, to hear yeah. that. By the way, <laughs> right. well, it's like the person who says, "Well, you know, I have anger issues and I yell at people a lot. And if I were to act any differently, that wouldn't be authentic." Of course, that's baloney, right? That's malarkey It means this person has an authentic problem that he needs to authentically work on in order to become an authentic you know, the, the highest authentic version of of himself. So, yeah, so we don't yeah. want to use authenticity as an excuse to not grow. We want to use it as an impetus to. Uh, become our best selves. And then uh, law number five, which kind of brings it all home, is the law of receptivity. And this simply says that the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Uh, It means that, yeah, you breathe out, but you also have to breathe in. Yeah. Right. Breathe out carbon dioxide, breathe in oxygen, breathe out, which is giving, breathe in, which is receiving. And so much of this is is mental as opposed to anything else because the the world around us gives us so many horrible negative messages about money about wealth uh you know the world has a a a truly it seems like collectively if i may misinformed understanding of what prosperity is and what it's about they certainly and you know we see in our country right now a big push for socialism and it's like are these people out of their minds they are, and I, I don't mean to. Be, I mean, and what it is is they don't, they don't, they can't really define what socialism really is, yeah. and they cannot define what free market capitalism really mm. is. They think of free market capitalism as what is really cronyism, which yeah. is when you know government basically sells their influence and their souls, and big business or different, you know, a, a special interest gets special favors, and that's right, which is not capitalism. And I'm not saying this to be political in any way. I'm not Republican nor Democrat. I I think they're both, you know, they both as equally as
0: crazy, right? Yeah. And so (laughs) um
1: and and so you know, know, the the highest ideal is liberty, uh, you know, for a country. And when we are able to operate out of a free market capitalist system, it's what creates abundance for all, abundance for the masses. Okay but we've got to be able to understand why prosperity is a great thing. So long as we've come by it through through providing immense value to the marketplace, we have earned that prosperity and that naturally does. And yes, it actually does trickle down. It, it does. In, in, yeah. in, 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 Trickle
0: down uh, economics. It's uh, right. But, right. But yeah, but
1: unfortunately, what people think of that is special favors being given to business in terms of taxes, in terms of this in order to. And that's not what trickle down really actually means. <laughs> it means people are free to buy, sell, trade with one another. Other yeah. than, of course, uh, you know, government's legitimate function is to protect from against force and fraud. But yeah. otherwise, to just create the environment where people are free to buy, sell and trade with one another having an understanding of this is important to prosperity and prosperity Mm. consciousness. And, and so it's worth making a study of not just the, the, the economic political aspect, but just prosperity in itself. And that's why people like Randy Gage and Bob Proctor and Ellen Rogan and, and, and um, Sharon Lecter and, and um, you know, uh, David Nagel and so many people who do such great, great work in this, you know, read their blogs, watch their videos, read their books, and really start get because we get so many not mixed messages, but horrible messages about money and prosperity and business from the world around us. That garbage is coming into our heads all the time. So we need to proactively make sure the good stuff
0: is coming. And you just mentioned five names that I'm not familiar with. So I'm gonna have to go back and look those up (laughs) and I'll make I'll make links to those in the show notes as well, which you can find this at w2capitalist.com slash Bob. Right. So Bob, I can't believe 30 minutes just flew by and I know that's all we had time. a lot well, that's for. okay. Go, go ahead. I, cause I think you had a couple of other questions you I, wanted to ask. I did. These well, people. and so this came from the community, man. If, if, go, if you have ahead. time we'll, to, we'll okay. yep. we're, so we're I got three questions here, all sure. from the members of the W2 capitalist community. This one's from uh, Douglas or uh, he asked how long should, one he said how long should you give to others if there never is any reciprocity so so the answer
1: is it it depends because because um the context depends the timing might not be right it may not have just worked out but this person could be someone who once they're able to bring value to your life maybe they will but let's assume that's not the case let's just say that what he's really asking is How long is it before I know a person who I'm dealing with is not a go giver, but the opposite, a go taker, right? right. right. Okay. So let me answer it this way. This is very important. And we alluded to it earlier, but I want to really make the point. There's nothing about being a go giver that is congruent with being taken advantage of Mm. or being a doormat or being a martyr or being self-sacrificial. Okay. If you feel that someone just has no interest in a, a mutually beneficial relationship right. where both people prosper, then no, you, you, you know, you're still polite, nice and kind, but you gently yeah. let that person
0: go. Of course. So how do you, and this is follow, this is my question. Follow up to Doug. Doug, thank you very much for your, uh, Douglas, excuse me. Thank you very much for that question. Um, how do you tell, if you're, if you've been down this path, you're helping folks out there, there at some point in time you realize, Hey, this is not a mutual go-giver relationship. How do you tell that person no? How do you get away from, from, from that without being yeah, I don't, sure. an a-hole? You know what I mean?
1: Well, no, no, because as a go-giver, mm-hmm. by the way, you do have to say no to people much more yeah. frequently than you say yes. I mean, there's only so much time during a, a day, okay? That's a, a yeah. limitation that is, a, that is very uh, practical. Uh, but no, we, we always say no in a way that respects and honors the, the other person. That's always very important. So in answer to your question, it would, it would depend on what this person is it has been asking or wanting that would have to do with how you would say no to that uh, person. so I, yeah. you know I, if you can give me a specific example, I'll start I mean if they're asking you to uh, I mean I don't know what they would have yeah. to do so I can't but you you know you would just do it in a way that's that's polite. you know it might be that I'm not able to you know I'm not able to uh, uh, you know provide you any more uh, whatever it is at, at this point. Uh, now, if the person's a coach or something, they might say, "So let's say this person's a, a coach in some way, a real estate coach. One yeah. of your people's a real estate coach, and someone's been picking their brain and and, uh, <laughs> and it gets to a certain point where the person's just asking so much that they're just you know feeling like, hey, this guy's just you know zapping the whatever. And yeah. so it just might be, listen, I've really enjoyed being able to, um you know help you in this way. This is actually what I do professionally, and I'd be honored if you'd like to have a, uh, at the, from this point on uh, a professional relationship. Yeah. Uh so if you'd like to set something like that up, let's do that. You know, or however you want to do it. So yeah.
0: yeah. I uh and by the way, if you're listening or watching, I did not pay Bob to say that. Okay? He came up with that answer all on his own. If you're in the mastermind, you know what I'm talking about. Uh but that is a very real <laughs> situation that I run into myself. Sure. So I appreciate that cuz I don't I don't know how, I I think my my problem with that is um I want to avoid the shock factor on the other end. And this is something I need to get over. Right. Well, of course not. But here's the thing about that. Okay. If you, if this is something that happens
1: as a pattern, what you want to do is you want to set the frame in advance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. It doesn't happen. It's not a trend yet. There's just one, two individuals that setting
1: expectations in advance is always, and you can do it again in a very gentle, kind way. And then when it comes up that you have to do that, you know, it can always be, you know, you might recall her as we've mentioned earlier, or, you know, what have you, but you always want to do it in a gentle way. So, you know, that's a great, great question. I appreciate that. You know, I think at this point, um, what we can do is, you know, this is what I do as a living and I'm happy to work with you as a client. And if you'd like to do that, boom, and then you go into that. So you're always honoring that.
0: Yeah. I love it. All right. So question number two, this comes from Sarah Weaver. Uh, Actually, this may have come from a friend of hers. But anyway, Sarah was the one that sent it to me. She says, Bob, as technology seems to now rule man, right? We are very very much uh, in a technology world. But do you feel the principles that you outline in your book apply more or less in today's world?
1: Sarah I would say they apply the exact same in terms of the principles themselves but what technology does is it actually provides us with more opportunities to meet and connect with people that we may yeah. never have had the chance to before
0: technology <laughs> me and you right yeah
1: but it's still it, it's still the same thing yeah you, you know before everything you think say do tweet post what have you the question you ask yourself is is this more likely to bring value or add value to another person's life. Yeah. You know, and if you always have that in mind, but sure. So, no, the the principles absolutely across the board, I I would say exactly the same. It's just that the uh, technology gives us more access to more people. Love it. Love it.
0: All right. Last great question. Questions. This is from
1: both great questions that we've had so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from John Brower, John, I hope I'm getting your last name, right? Uh, he, so accolades first, he goes, I found value in reading all of your books, right? And the go giver is like the, 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 uh, foundation, right. And then you've got some, some spinoffs of it. Right. Uh, so he says reading all of their books, they become a way of life. And I reread and listen to them um, on a regular basis. Wow. Thank you. John. So uh, John says, Jay, thank you for reaching out to me. It is greatly appreciated. Those books changed my lives, both professional and personally. I would love to know, uh, in this post pandemic world, right? If Joe were to venture outside of Rachel's famous coffee, would he be looking right? Especially out of all the changes that will become as a result of the pandemic. Um, he believes John believes there are so many new ventures and opportunities that will be available for those giving more in value than they take in payment if only I could reach out to Joe Pindar and the connector to see what direction their business is going. So back to his original question is love to know in this post pandemic world, if Joe were to venture outside of Rachel's famous coffee, would mm-hmm. he be looking in this post pandemic world?
1: So would he be looking to venture out and invest in
0: more, more businesses? Yeah. yeah well, That's Joe, well, yeah,
1: Joe and and you know Rachel they have continued to do that. In fact, as, as you'll see in the um in the the third book in the Go Giver influencer, you see that by this time they have a whole lot of I mean they're about as big as Starbucks at this point. They've got so <laughs> But they've also managed to invest in a lot of real estate and a lot of other, you know, so yeah, they they definitely are are totally open to opportunities. Uh, you know, as long as those opportunities are ways to add value to the marketplace. Absolutely.
0: Is is there going to be a post pandemic version of the Go Giver? Um,
1: I don't think necessarily focused on that. But John, my co author, and his wife Anna have actually written a um, a new book called The Go Giver Marriage, ah. and uh, they they've got a very happy marriage, and they they you know are, are Anna does you know some of that is her work, and so I I. Have gotten to read the uh first first and second drafts, and it is great. It's gonna be so it's not out book. yet. No, so I no, right. I and and uh I've written the, the forward for it and proud to do that, but uh yeah. I'm not married, and so I didn't feel it was really credible to, uh you know for me. They offered that they did say, and they said, you know, Bob, but you come from such a, a great marriage. your are you must have learned. Why don't you just be a co-author with us? I said, you know, I appreciate the offer, but it just didn't seem congruent for a guy who's not married to be you know, co-author of a,
0: a book on marriage. And back to, so. <laughs> back, back to the law of authenticity. All right. So that's incredible. I love it. I love it. Uh I am looking forward to when that comes out. I'm gonna go to Amazon right now and see if I can find a, a pre-order <laughs> button or add it to my wish list.
1: Hey, you uh, can have John on the show
0: when you uh I, when the book's out, I'm sure he'd I love would to. I would love that. I would love that love that. Um uh I, I w- I'm gonna put that on my to do list for, for today to <laughs> so follow up with him. So um Bob, thank you very much for your time today. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, I want to invite you to join me in following Bob. Uh, you, your posts are, are very encouraging. You know, daily, you have daily posts. You're most active on, on Twitter and Instagram I've seen. Is that right? Is Twitter, that- Twitter and LinkedIn, I, okay. I, I didn't know. You know what the tough part
1: with Instagram is for me? Is that I don't really, I'm not good at doing things on the phone. This is, I, I'll, I'm going to blame it on my age, but it's, I know a lot of people can do that even though, but I really, so, so I, I just do the parts I can do from the actual computer. So it's a little difficult. So I try to be as responsive as I can on Instagram, but I'm not really as proactive yeah. as I am on, on uh, LinkedIn and, and uh, Twitter.
0: I wish Instagram worked on the, uh, the desktop as well, or the yeah. laptop. Whatever. Yeah. I yeah. wish it little, li- little, worked on something different. other than mobile, uh, yeah. myself. So, <laughs> um, well guys, uh, I'm going to make some, some notes. I'm going to make links to, uh, the go-giver, all those books, this podcast, everything at w 2 com slash Bob. I'm also going to make a link to Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, which I'm going to put on my, uh my to read less or to listen less i think there's gonna be a lot of good stuff in there if it uh, if it yeah. transformed you to this that that's one of those resources uh. that i just need to dive into so um you can find out more about bob at the gogiver.com or just berg.com it's b-u-r-g.com and i'm going to make a link to those in the show notes as well bob thank you very much i am super i don't know um, I don't know the word here that no. I should say, but I, I am I am honored to have you on the show. Uh, honored to to have read your book, and and I can't express enough honored to have read your book. Does that even make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I, I've said well, that about what, other books.
0: Yeah, what I mean by that is your your book has really transformed the way oh, that I live. And to be able to talk to you, I'm going to say face to face, virtually face to face, is has been a true honor and a blessing, oh, and you. maybe. One day I can take you out and we can try some fried Oreos. How about that? I absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Along with some Rachel's famous coffee. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Bob, thank you very much. Have a great so rest of your time. day and a Love great weekend. What are you doing?
1: I appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, sir. Amazing. Awesome. I just realized I say those words a lot, but I mean it every time. Uh, amazing guest. You know, I've, I don't know that I've ever talked to somebody who, has sold almost a million books it's just it's mind-blowing again thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening subscribing downloading and sharing the word i I know a lot of you share this uh, podcast to others and and i thank you because i hear it all the time and i thank you for that because if it weren't for you uh the podcast wouldn't be where it is today i wouldn't have the numbers to be able to boast to these potential guests and say hey come on let me introduce you to uh to my audience, who is amazing. And so thank you. Thank you again. Also, you can, so two reminders, you can check out all the stuff we talked about with Bob and you can see the YouTube video and everything on our page, w2capitalist.com forward slash B-O-B, it's w2capitalist.com forward slash Bob. And just a reminder, we're kicking off things with these niche focused mastermind groups Uh, It's going to be an extension of what we're already doing in the mastermind. You can find out more about the mastermind at w2capitalist.com forward slash mastermind. But the most important thing you can do is go take the quiz. That's how we evaluate who we let in the mastermind, who we don't let in the mastermind. That's kind of like step number one, not kind of, it is step number one. So go to w2capitalist.com forward slash quiz. That's Q-U-I-Z quiz, w2capitalist.com quiz. Probably know how to spell that. I don't know why I keep getting stuck here anyway. Um, but take the test. It takes about five minutes. It's going to ask you some very general questions, very easy test, multiple choice kind of thing. Plus you get to see how you stack up to the current members of the mastermind, uh, when they took the test. So anyway, that's it. That's all I want to leave you with today. Have a, have an amazing day and earn, invest, repeat.